Listener Production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to me, P-set, Hamish. You give them to me, I'll set them, mate. Don't you worry about that. Ahoy to me, LSC. The longest, straightest corridor. <laughs> no, we're what an asset to any building. <laughs> um, in fact, I probably should have the called... end of the corridor? <laughs> the pea room, where I'm setting the peas. How was work? Good. Very long walk. Again, that was frustrating, but once I got into the room, I set those peas like no other. I actually think Jack should have been the pea set and you should have been the LSC ham. Cool. Jack would look up to you, potentially even salute you. Oh, Lieutenant... Service commander. You're in the ballpark. Leading senior constable would have oh, been for, for well, I accidentally gave it to Jack, but you would have been uh, the PSET probationary constable. Oh, gotcha. Okay. An Are you in the inspector? Yes. Well, the luck of the draw again there for Ando, <laughs> putting him at the top of the hierarchy. <laughs> Jack, if you were a leading senior constable, wouldn't your friend Jackson be furious? Well, I think he's content now with not being a police officer. This is my friend who for 15 years wanted to be in the cops, but he kept getting speeding fines and they wouldn't they wouldn't let him try out. But he knew more. He actually think he knew more so than real police audition. officers. I love the fact you say try out. Seems like there's an audition. He's coming in different outfits. He just couldn't nail the chorus of the police anthem. And then he was but a parking really, inspector, he, wasn't he? No, he, he was a, a um, tram bus cop. Bus cop, yeah. Bus cop. Check your tickets on the bus. Now he's now he's at the authority. He's in, didn't he? He's at the top of um, of bus you know, like, copping. Yeah, so he manages the the. Now he's on the train. Best job. Yeah, got too old for this <laughs> shit. Oh, he's, just, he's pushing papers around, is he? Yeah, he's not, yeah. He's no, not he's in the office turns, now. Not jumping turnstiles, chasing after young Jack posts. <laughs> I. So the incident where he showed his bus cop. Badge mm. to get out of a speeding fine That's didn't right. hinder his pro- <laughs> career progression. Remember that story? Yeah, yeah. He got pulled over a speeding and he went, he let, let the badge you. flip out and he did a bit of I'm one of you and the cop went, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> well, I have a badge. Well, anyone that buys a show bag has a badge. It's not really the same thing. Ahoy <laughs> also. Anyway, to- well, oh, that is great to hear though. He's a, he's a good guy. Uh, to Gala from Tokyo, who's used the very easy to use system at hamishnanny.com to upload audio of what uh, she's been up to. Hey, Hamish and Andy and Jack. This is Gala from Tokyo. I'm trying to get my boyfriend Kentaro to listen to the show. He's 100% lost touch with the common man, but doesn't admit it. He also taught me a phrase to submit to the International Phrase Book. It is Kingyo no Fun, which means goldfish poop, which describes a very clingy person who won't leave just like goldfish poop does to a goldfish. A very clean person. Wow. That's, that's that was that was that's flush with information. Yes. Um, so first of all, Kentaro, please join us. Yes. Join um, us. It doesn't matter if you've lost touch. Mm. Some listeners have. Yep. Some hosts have. No, that's okay. Not all of us. <laughs> not all of us. Some occasionally some hosts have. Mm. Uh, yeah, really good addition. Should be international Facebook. Facebook. Yep. Really good. Um, now you guys have probably noticed I'm a bit frazzled um, this year. Um, trying to keep the gusto up, but absolutely on the back foot. Really? Um, this year because I'm I mean, doing yeah. something. Well, if I've if I've managed to hide it, then three cheers for Hayne <laughs> because he's absolutely I'm battling out there. I'm doing something that I've never done before 
And I don't reckon, and this sounds very, this is very lost touch of us, but I don't reckon any of us have ever really done this before. Mm-hmm. Kids started at a new school this year, which means I'm in the commute. I'm doing a school oh. drop-off. Mm. I'm doing a school drop-off. I'm in the car for half an hour every morning, Ooh. okay? I have never done, I haven't done the school run since I was in year eight yeah. myself. And then I caught the bus after that. This is a good, what are we talking, 25 years. Because, Andy, you and I, we mm. did drive radio. That was mostly our job. So yeah. we'd go in at midday and we're coming home at like 7 o'clock at night. Yes. Missed peak hour. Never had to sit in traffic. Never. We, we've, it was one of our mantras. Try one of our mantras. Don't it. want to do peak hour. Jack, <clears throat> you'd be similar. Yeah. Now I go leave the house at 5.30 in the morning and then come back at 10.30. Yeah. Like we missed Skip peak it. hour, right? And where we live in Sydney is like there's, it's a particularly dense school type area. I have, like, the first day I sat in it with the kids, I was like, all right, guys, we're going to get there at 8.45. Let's really leave some time here and let's, you know, we'll go early. Mm -hmm. We'll go at, like, 8 o'clock. Every morning, like, I just had an experience. I I was in shock. I was in shock. Every morning, you know, like. Can you get a good run or is it just, no. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, some days a bit. How many kilometers you have to do it? I reckon we only have to drive about eight or nine kilometers and it's taking 45 minutes. Like sometimes there are people, there are old people walking on the street that are overtaking you and you overtake them (laughs) and they overtake you. But every morning it is honestly like, you know, in like the movies like Deep Impact or Armageddon or whatever, and it's like the asteroid's coming and everyone's trying to get out of town. It's like that traffic jam every single day. You expect to see people on the side of the road like with cookers, people standing on the top of their cars, people just abandoning their cars and wandering off into the woods with like backpacks and guitars. To be like, well, we'll just live in there. Are there? Have you? And it is happening every day. And I, the first day, I was in, I thought there must be an accident or yeah. this was something wrong. And I'm looking at other cars, expecting them to be like, "What's going on?" Mm. And everyone's just like, "That's there. the scariest yeah. part." Everyone's That's, fine with yeah. it, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, hang on, <laughs> we're not okay with this, are we, guys?" So <laughs> we can't live like this. Have you explored all routes like, or routes? So here's the thing: where you are, there's not a lot you can do about the traffic. The trickier part is once I get the kids to school because Rue's in like you know it's her first year of school called Kindy in New South Wales. Yep. We know it as prep in Victoria. You've got to park the car and walk her in. It's not a drop-off situation. Right. There is no car parking at the school whatsoever. Right. So it's like there's 200 cars trying to park in eight <laughs> spots in nearby streets. <laughs> so the real game begins when you get in the, the vicinity of yes. the school and then it's like, right, we are on here. And it's just... Do you park early if you see one? Do you know what I mean? Or do you go... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or... Within... Th- you know, within 500 metre walk, you'll be parking, possibly right. even more. Like, because you just, yeah, you don't know what you're going to But you know I have a I have a high risk appetite, so yes. I'm always yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed for that, that one spot outside of the school. And those people must get there at five in the morning and just yep. never move. So it got to the stage where I was like, did this for a couple of days, and I went, this is this can't go on because no. it, it was occurring to me like okay this could be this could be week one of the next thirteen years of my life so we need to do something about this yes so I hatched a plan I went okay what I want to do is actually find a nearby house one street back from the school there's dry, houses with driveways yes. and I went I wonder if I can <laughs> make an alliance with one of these houses Fantastic. and use their and essentially rent the driveway yes. off them of a morning. And I thought, now you guys tell me, I thought, you know, do I go in at like 50 bucks a week or something? Like that's $10 a day, basically a dollar a minute to rent the driveway. I thought 10 bucks a day is about, 
yeah. it's high, but it, you've got to make it attractive. I think if you go under that, I mean, gr- great work on saying a week like that. But if you were saying to someone, hey, just for two bucks two a day. <laughs> it's not even worth like it's knocking a, on their door and yeah, like changing yeah. hand, changing hands. Do you, so you would go along and go, there's no cars in that one every time. So you don't want to block someone. I began to scope them out, right? Yeah. These are drive, short driveways with a garage. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, so you, you begin to have a look, right? So when I'm going back in the afternoon, um, you know, I'd get there a bit earlier and I would park and I'd start door knocking. Yep. And so there's a couple, there's basically six houses that were my absolute sweet spot. Yes. That my absolute prime. I was like, if I can nail one of these, because you can park here, it's, you walk through a park and the school's on the Lovely. outside of the park. Oh. So I'm doing a bit of door knocking. Hard to get people. Everyone's out because I'm sort of getting there early afternoon. Yes. People are at work. People, you know, I'm getting, I'm having a few strikeouts. There was someone that was, there was a relative staying. I'm chatting to a cleaning lady. On one of the houses. Okay. He's like, oh, so, you know, I clean for, you know, Paul and Mike, but um, sorry, they're not here, but I'll, I'll take your number down. But yeah, they do. Cause I was like, do they use the driveway a lot? Yeah, they are in and out. It's like, okay. And then as I'm chatting, I hear this bike pull up beside me, behind me, and I hear this voice going, what are you doing? And I turn around and it's good friend of the show, magician Magic Mike. Oh, yeah. Right. Who <laughs> actually happens to live nearby. Oh, and close I, so, to so I explained I explained to him and I go, you're not close up, within about 800 meters. Okay. He's on his bike, he's running to the shops. I explained to him the situation. He goes, yeah, yeah, good, good, good thinking. And I go, this house over here, though, this one, that's what I want. Yeah. Number 53. Mm. That's Mayfair for me. That <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. I've knocked every day. I can't get him. But that, if, if this was a Monopoly board, that's Mayfair. that's Mayfair. Like that's the dream. But I can't get him, so I'll take Paul Mall or whatever. Yeah. But I would love Mayfair. Mike goes, yeah, yeah, great. Okay, we'll keep us posted. So yeah, no worries, man. I'm on it. Three days later, I get a message from Mike going, we have Mayfair. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm so excited. I go, what's going on? He goes, was riding past Mayfair. The garage was up. Met Cheryl. She's inside. Explain the situation to Cheryl. She's happy to help. I've got her number. Give her a call. Mike, you're unbelievable. I call Cheryl and I go, thank you so much. He goes, oh, I met your friend, the magician. So I go, oh, okay. So he's done a magic trick on her because she would have no way of knowing he's a magician unless he produced a deck of cards. Your driveway's going to gonna disappear for five minutes each day on a weekday. <laughs> he puts a sheet over the car and pulls it away quickly and the car's gone. So he he's he's done a great job on Cheryl. I explained to her, I said, look, you know, can I park there? It'll be 10 minutes a day. She's lovely. But, oh, absolutely. I said, look, we'll come, you know, with, uh, let's talk money. I don't want this for free. She said, well, look, it's technically council property. So I couldn't what? charge. I couldn't legally charge for it because it is the front part of the driveway. Oh. It's like a, through the nature strip yeah. there. And so she said, no, I won't charge for it. I said, well, could we come, you know, could we buy you yeah. a dinner or something? That's sort of been, you know, agreed upon. Mayfair's been in play for two weeks now. How's it going? Morning and night. It is unreal. <laughs> I, it's the, it is exactly the same feeling you get when you own Mayfair and Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. It's smugness. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. complete smugness. It's like I've got a hotel on Mayfair <laughs> and I'm driving through this thick snarl of everyone just like losing their mind, triple parked, do, 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 <laughs> pull into the driveway. Now, I do get a few looks from people going, what are you doing? Like, that's a hugely illegal move. Yes. To just, you know, you're just parking in a driveway. Yep. I've had to, I've had to once say to the owner of a white Lexus four-wheel drive, I'm friends with the person that lives here. Yeah, I'm that's, friends with I'm, so Because you don't want, but I didn't want to say her name because then word would spread. Yes. 
which is why I, yeah, well, I mean, hopefully no one puts two and two together here, but you don't want it, <laughs> you don't want it circulating in the community that you just say that name yes. and you're in the driveway. Yeah. And then that, that's what you say in that driveway. I do get a bit of stink eye. I mm. do get a few people stink going, I don't like that you have Mayfair. But again, that's Mayfair. Yeah, no one yeah. likes the guy no. with Mayfair. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's why you have Mayfair. Haim, they've been flooding back in since the government mandated break and over that break as well, so we should get into some power moves. What do you got? From Samuel Lehman, university lecture-based power move for all those Great. turning to you. Before you're about to walk into a lecture, ask someone to save a seat for you while you go to the toilet or fill up a bottle of water. When you eventually enter the lecture, sit somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> real classic. Real, real handy for the time of year. Ando, uh, from Brett. Power move. When you're in a group, single out your target by asking them if they want to do something, but always add, given your history. So <laughs> it's completely nonsensical, the group will become immediately suspicious, i.e., Bill, do you want to drive separately, given your history? Or, <laughs> Gary, you sure you want to sit that close to the wall switch, given your history? <laughs> oh, really, really good. Really good. <laughs> uh, this is from um, Anya. If you get a chance on someone else's phone, change their text replacement settings so that when they type your name, it automatically corrects to something like the absolute legend, Andy, <laughs> my very best friend, Andy, or even the hottest bastard alive, Andy. <laughs> when they go to text someone and don't notice, it'll look like they worship you. comes in from Jack Clark. Uh, whenever you answer a personal phone call or any phone call at work, when you, and excuse this, I think you've got to excuse yourself from the room, mm. when you return and your co-workers ask what the call was about, or even if they don't, always say, sorry about that, it was a recruitment agency. <laughs> this will leave them with the impression that you are in high demand. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Brooks sends this one in. Ahoy to Zach. This one's pretty specific but immediately asserts your dominance as someone in power. If there's ever a crime scene taped off and it's being investigated, simply cross over the tape and say, so what do we have here? (laughs) (laughs) You sure you're a detective, mate? It's just you wearing rusty board shorts and thongs. I didn't have time to change. Um, Ando mm. from Finn O'Connor. Hey, boys, here's a power move exclusively for meeting a celebrity. Also, you need to have a mate around. When meeting the person of notoriety, get excited and inform them that your mate here loves them so much that one drunk night they had the celeb's name tattooed on their butt. Watch your mate squirm as he realises he has to roll with it or bear his ass to disprove you. Either way, dominance <laughs> asserted. <laughs> True crime and mysteries seems to, you know, people fixate on those things. They want to solve it. And at the moment, uh, across it's everything, it's everything. Yeah. And particularly online, there's crusaders to try and solve crimes from people that start up their own online groups and stuff. But there's often little mysteries that I see as I walk the streets of my little suburb where I go, oh, I wonder what that's all about. And no one's following up them. 
Oh, you reckon like in so instead of serial, like seeing if you could find a killer wrongly accused, mm. you've got like the neighborhood watch version. Yeah. And I saw one today and I went and inquired what was going on and I found out. But what I wanted to do is present to you the mystery as they would in one of those kind of podcasts. And then you And it's guys, me versus Jack. And you guys have to guess what happened. Okay, great. You ready? Unsolved Urban Tiny Mysteries. Andy Lee woke up at 8.45am, early for him, because he doesn't have kids or a breakfast show. That's so nice. (laughs) But he thought, why not? Let's attack the day. I literally haven't been awake before (laughs) 8.45. What an (laughs) asshole. What an (laughs) asshole. Not the way (laughs) this bit goes. (laughs) So far, your test audience, your podcast is rebelling against you. No (laughs) stars. He put the soft grey collar on Henrietta, his dog, before he pushed out into the busy Melbourne streets. Walking along the block... Busy, everyone's at work. He came... (laughs) (laughs) Walking along the block, he came up behind a couple pushing a pram. They were happy, pushing this pram along, talking about how proud of their little son they were. For three blocks, they pushed this pram. Then they paused to chat and Andy passed. As Andy passed, he noticed... The pram was empty. They were pushing an empty pram all this time. Episode one, Ghost what? Baby. What's happened? Well, well, they've dropped him a daycare, but go, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they stopped and referenced the pram. <laughs> no. Uh, I was going to say, Bianca and I, before Gordy came along, we took the pram out for no one way. practice spin. No yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> What could you possibly learn? <laughs> Did you put a bag of like a bag of sand in it? We or just something? imagined that a child oh, so would you... sit in the seat. That's awesome. Well, so you did today's it. Today's winner is Amish. <laughs> <laughs> It is a good practice run for safety with a new pram. It would be a mystery. It would be a mystery if that situation is not uh, familiar with you. Yes, you can't you can't park the pram. You can't park the pram. You you dump and dump and drive back with the empty pram or or jog back. And I used to do it a fair bit when you and I live around the corner from each other, Ando. Yeah. And crossing crossing Punt Road, Mm. I'd, you know, do the daycare run and then be driving the pram back. And you go for a jog. You might go for a jog because they're a long light. On Punt Road, and people just think you're an absolute madman. Yeah, if they can't see because you because yes. you're like you're running an orange, or you're like just doing a bit of slight jaywalking, and they just think you're burning across the road the with the baby. Right, often get to the other end and display the pram, it's, like like empty, like creepiers have to show they've got nothing in their pipes. <laughs> no baby, no baby. <laughs> Hey, if anyone's got a special skill they don't think that they're being appropriately recognised among society for, come to our show. We will test you on it before we'll give you that acknowledgement. Even if you know someone with a special skill, and that's what Ali did. Ali nominated her partner, Lockie, today. Quite simply, she has put, my partner, Lockie, can just look at a photo of someone's kitchen and tell you with 95% accuracy where everything is. It is freaky. <laughs> His only weakness is rural Queensland homes. <laughs> oh, okay. A fair weakness. A fair and understanding. It's good to know. Good yeah. to know your Achilles heel is. That's yes. where you can wear your armour. So the good news is, Ando, we thought we had to test this. Yep, um, I don't live in rural Queensland, although I do enjoy my visits there. You don't live in rural Queensland, although you do enjoy your visits there. Yeah. Jack does not live in rural Queensland, although... 
Jack, would you say you've enjoyed your visits? There? I have enjoyed my visits in rural okay. Queensland. Right. So we are fond of it, but we do not live there, right. which means if we pick our kitchens, he should be safe to test his skill. Ahoy, Lockie. Ahoy, boys. Lockie, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Lockie, are you in the kitchen game? No, I'm not. So this, this skill came from kind of like a necessity as a child where I'd spend a lot of time at my friend's house. And I'd love to help myself to the kitchen, so I would have to figure out for myself where to find things. Oh, interesting. Um, and I never really thought that it was like a skill that I had until my friends started to like question me, be like, hey, where's this? And it got to the point where like whenever they were at a house that they didn't know, they would send me a photo and be like, hey, find this for me. Wow. wow. Okay. I think people listen to be like, okay, cutlery. Mm. Mm. We kind of know that's pretty universal. But what about stuff like colanders and things like harder items? Mm. Is, is that where you began to realize you're under something? Yeah, so the, the the one that really threw me that I knew that I had a skill was stubby holders. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's really mm-hmm. good. They're not even in our kitchen. Um, Mine are, but they not they don't feature in the one of the cupboards selected today. I just don't want to try and lead him either way. I uh, appreciate that, Andrew. Yeah, yeah my Zoe made me put mine in a plastic bag <laughs> in the cupboard hallway. <laughs> she um, did. She demoted them from kitchen status. Lockie, what is it about rural Queensland kitchens that just puts you off? Yeah, great question. Well, I recently just done two weeks uh, with my partner, mm. and I, I she was trying to test me in all these new kitchens we were seeing, and I got zero from zero. Now, how many times have you been, have you gone to have uh, some jam toast with a friend in rural Queensland? <laughs> and just as the toaster pops, they get a little stepladder out, reach up to the kitchen light, take the light fitting off and get the butter knife out of there. And you go, what <laughs> exactly, are you doing? And they go, it's what we're known for. That is what we're known for. <laughs> uh, Lockie, we've got uh, a photo of each of our kitchens. Um, there'll be cupboards and, sh- and uh, drawers labelled A, B, C, D and E. You'll only be asked... Uh, for one cupboard specific to each kitchen, but we wanted to do it this way so the person who had their kitchen, so for instance, my kitchen, I can't pick a hard cupboard for you. Yep. The cupboard yep. we picked at random by Hamish and Jack. I'll just pick one randomly, vice, you know, it'll go around the circle like that. Look, I mean, with this skill, you must get called cupboards a million. <laughs> I have been called that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great because that's a bit of the theme of the opener that I came up with for today's segment. Cover, 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 brilliant. I mean, a brilliant. It's Lockie's nickname <laughs> for this game. <laughs> <laughs> cover, brilliant. Cover, brilliant. <laughs> Couldn't even remember which lyric I went with. Both bad, but I guess it's brilliant over cupboard a million. <laughs> so not, Lockie, neither are good, but at least cupboard a brilliant for, makes a bit more sense. Thank you for lying about being called cupboard a million. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, sorry, to, sorry, I didn't use your correct nickname in the song. We can you, call you cupboard a million at the end of this. Have you been called cupboard a brilliant before? <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. Thank you. And we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, okay, here you go. You need to get, we think, two out of three to secure yourself a coin and the much-lauded uh, title of mm. Cupboard a Million. We've sent you through the first kitchen. Now it's my kitchen. Mm-hmm. What you can see for everybody at home is my sink just below it to the right, a dishwasher, a set of four drawers that be between the dishwasher and the stove, uh, and then some cupboards above. Ham, what are you going with? Stove featuring one of the famous clocks of the Andy House. <laughs> Not all the stoves that he owns. I'll go for drawer B, please. Drawer B situated to the right, directly three, to the right of the dishwasher, three down and... Between the stove and the dishwasher. What is in drawer B, Lockie? I'm going to say 
B is like your alfoil and your glide wrap. Unfortunately not. We put that just above C on the right-hand side of the stove. Wow, that's very high to have glad wrap and foil. You go use it a lot. I think you use glad wrap and foil more. Oh, I'm not trying to have a fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> Such a um, shame to start the year with a punch on. <laughs> yeah. Um, what but, is in B, Andy? I thought you were going to give it away earlier, because, but it's the colander. It's the colander and the sieves, etc. Really? In that in a drawer. It's so skinny of a drawer. You put you're not worried about trying to pull the drawer and the, the strain is getting stuck. <laughs> so, so so think that. about who you're talking to, Jack. <laughs> you obviously stack them perfectly inside Absolutely. each other. And then the reason why <laughs> that's helpful there is because you can use them on the stove or go straight to the sink with them on the left. <laughs> wow, what a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's um, kitchen. Um, do you want to describe your kitchen to everybody? Yeah, I think it's called Formica, is it? Kind of an 80s, 90s kitchen. Needs an update. Um, got a corner cupboard, which is labelled cupboard A, then some above the range hood cupboards B and C. You got some drawers D and E on the far uh, right it looks like a, It looks like a cupboard. Is he a cupboard? He is a cupboard. What are you interested in finding out about, Ando? Whereabouts in the kitchen do you want to go? Let's go with C, which is a smaller, very mm-hmm. high up mm-hmm. cupboard <laughs> above his range hood. You see that, Lockie? What's in there? I do see that. A high cupboard. My high wife cupboard. couldn't easily reach these. But you could, couldn't you? I could. Very tall boy. Um, and we all know from that type of cupboard that you get the back of the range hood going through there. Yep. I actually don't in this kitchen. We didn't find out until after we bought the house, but the range hood goes nowhere. Just into decorative. the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's decorative, okay. Jack, surprisingly low amount of requesting kitchen companies come forward to help Jack out. <laughs> I thought that's definitely where this would have been going for a um, Weasel's Lockie, new kitchen. What do you think? Well, usually people either do this with like light bulbs and like your miscellaneous stuff, or maybe they'll do like fancy champagne glasses. Okay. <clears throat> or maybe even, maybe even like a like a kitchen medicine cabinet. Oh. But I think from like the messiness of the kitchen. No offense, Jack, but I'm thinking it's your junk light bulb cupboard. Uh, lucky, this is after I cleaned the kitchen yesterday. So rude. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the realestate.com photos. The light bulbs are in the laundry, you big idiot. That is the lesser used spices cupboard. I thought I was going to get spices. Yeah. Where are your commonly used spices? They're in the next cupboard that is easily reached by anybody. Ah, the lower mm. down mm. one. Mm. And so things up there are like the, yeah, so things... So that stuff that you can might have for, you know, one, five years. One and dish. And, yep. and you turn it upside spice. down and it doesn't even move. The powder doesn't <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the cinnamon and your big hitters, they're in the other cupboard. Yeah. Bad luck, Lockheed. Okay. That we move on to Hamish's kitchen. Oh, must be very nice. Mm. Oh, no, this is just a kit kitchen very nice. from Bunnings. <laughs> It's a standard kitchen, just one kitchen, please. We said at Bunnings, and uh, yeah, they pop what it in. There's like, there's like four ovens in your oven. There's like four yeah, drawers. What's going, what's going on there? It's just a standard Bunnings. Um, <laughs> no, there are, there's little, I guess it's just split into two. 
So, and then you've got like a, I think one's just a tray. If I went into an Airbnb and it had this oven, I would I'd say, we're not cooking here. <laughs> well, um, well, no risk of that happening. We won't be putting on an Airbnb for you, Jack. And um, you're more than welcome to come, but I'll you can come and stay. I'll warn Zoe. Just careful, Jack Jack's going to be pretty angry about the oven. Um, Haim, describe the kitchen. Just a very basic run-of-the-mill kitchen, to be honest there. But we have recently renovated the house. It's- <laughs> Mikey, so- have you ever had to deal with a kitchen this fancy, this upmarket, this out of touch? Never in my life. Never okay. well, this is exciting for you. This is exciting. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, the butler's kitchen not in view. I've never been in there. That's the only the butler goes in there. So <laughs> let's have a look at the... Well, I won't tell you to pick one of the weird drawers in the stove, but what about if we go two to the right of that Lockie, there is a cupboard C there. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's a drawer. That's a drawer. drawer big, sorry. That's a deep drawer. They're all big, deep drawers. Okay. Must be nice. Must mm. be very It nice. is, to be honest, <laughs> really nice. <laughs> um, so on the other side of this, we're like where the person's taking the camera underneath the sink. Is there also a cupboard area in there? Yes. That's dishwasher and drawers over there too, yeah. In the island oh. bench. And bin. I'm thinking, well, this looks like where you would, where you would, where you would prepare food. So you're probably like chopping some meat there. So I'm thinking it's probably cutting boards is my, is my answer, I think. Cupboard sea full of cutting boards. <laughs> He said it's a big, deep drawers. Full of <laughs> must be very nice to have so many cutting boards. I, I dream of the day where I could have thirty-five cutting boards. But C is pots and pans with a slant towards baking. Gotcha. Right next to the stove, mate. Next to the stove, yeah. I mean, giveaway when you've got, a, you've got an oven that has yeah. so many different compartments <laughs> to it. But that's some of the bigger, like the soup pot, the pasta pot. Yeah. The bigger stuff up there. And we slide in like the muffin and the cupcake trays and stuff. That makes slanted sense to me. on the side. I yeah. feel well, like... And actually, I actually feel mm. um, like I've received a compliment from Andy to go <laughs> well set up kitchen. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, I actually feel I feel a small amount of pride, like the principals recognise me a little <laughs> bit at school assembly. Uh, genuine pride. So thank you, Anna. Appreciate your feedback. Lockie, it's zero from three. It's a hard skill. But we're going to give you a chance to still win a coin in a one-off excitement round. Okay. Guess what we've done. I have no idea. Okay. We've organised someone from rural Queensland... <laughs> Your absolute weakness. The thing that you said couldn't be done. And they join us on the phone and they have a photo of their kitchen, which we're about to send to you now live. Mm. It's a live rural Queensland bonus kitchen round. Courtney, ahoy to you. Ahoy, boys. How are you? Good. Thank you for sitting through all of that. Now. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry, Courtney. Courtney, lovely kitchen. So uh, next to your stove, Courtney, there are, are three drawers. Then there's yep. three cupboards that are under the sink. Above yep. the sink, we've got uh, a set of five cupboard doors. Yep. Let's go with cupboard C, directly yep. above the sink. Mm-hmm. We've been Very here easy before. To reach. We've, we've been here before with a high cupboard, of course, with jacks. This one's easy Siding to reach. Round. No range put in the way. No. Well, this is just perfect access for uh, for drinking glasses. And you got the wine cupboard to the left of it there. I'm going to lock mm. in mm. glass cups. Courtney? Bingo! Yes. <laughs> Are you Safe joking? Yes. Yes. Oh, that is impressive because I was going to say almost cereal. That is really good. Well done, Courtney. Uh, Lockie, I think 
Mate, it's a, that, I mean, oh, that's a coin. That's a that's coin. A coin to come back to <laughs> nail a rural Queensland home, the thing that you struggle with so badly. I think it's the easiest coin we've ever given yeah. away. I feel like it was always yeah, going to be but glasses, it, but I said it, oh. so I won't go back on it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I feel like you're doing a good job trying to big it up, but he's... I mean, it's not a shock that drinking glasses are in that <laughs> cupboard. Maybe because in my head it was so locked for cereal. Lockie, um... Thanks for facing your fears. I think that's it's the bravery. That's, that's what it is for me. I just love to see a man face his nemesis <laughs> and summon up the courage to not only compete, yeah. but to win. Thank you, Cakes Courtney. Really appreciate it. See you later, boys. <laughs> Courtney's going girls on hold for about 40 minutes for that. <laughs> Ando, a mm-hmm. um, couple of emails from around the world that came in over the mandate break that I did want to get to. Mm-hmm. A lot in the food category. Um, in category. fact, today it's it, we've almost got enough to create a small bit of food news for a segment. We don't have an opener, unless okay. Jack, you want to show off your speed in getting sound effects mm. to give us a quick sting. Mm. Go for it. Food news. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. I'm pretty good. Cool. I surprised myself. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. Was that the first button you yes, did? And yes. <laughs> Uh, what's um, the food news? A couple of things going on. Uh, I've got a head scratcher, a bombshell, and a fun test. Okay. What do you want? <laughs> no, Sorry, no, no I'll wait till you say it. Okay, okay. <laughs> head scratcher, bombshell, fun test. Head scratcher. Okay, head scratcher. In France, this comes in from Johnny, a uh, bit of an international food news scandal here. In France, they have introduced the STARS system. Um, Hellstar system, but they've got A, B, C, D, E. Now, obviously, E is a fail. He stumbled. F should be a fail. You would think F is a fail. (laughs) I guess. I guess if it's F, you're not allowed to sell it. If it's F, it's poison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, the Nutri Score is what it's called. Uh, There's there are these lollies called Tubbs Acid Drops. Right? They're just pure lollies. They're 84 percent sugar. They come in at a D. Not an E. Okay. okay. <laughs> he feels is way too high for something that's only ingredients are sugar and artificial flavors. They still haven't hit an E. Wow. You know what? I got sent a bit of vision of Magda Svansky's doing a like a the, the national health check or a TV show on ABC. Something oh, it's yeah, called yeah. something like that. And there was a uh, a doctor called Dr. Sandro who's apparently a health nut. He was explaining the health stars on the TV show. What did he say? He was suggested that the health star rating is only product in the same category. So they, they rate then against is, their peers. That's, then that's ridiculous. So for confectionery. Yeah. That makes no why, sense. Why bother? Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're comparing, if like, what, don't give marshmallows five stars because it's a bit better than a Snickers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't help us as consumers at all know we what's healthy know or that. not. We don't know that it's against the same category. Take it up with Dr. Sandra. <laughs> I might. I might. Sorry. Getting fired. Getting it makes sense that the Olympics to go within this category, you win yes. the gold medal, because that's an understood system. We yes. can see them all competing against each other. Yes. But we thought it was health as a general concept. Mm. Hey, so here's another one. So that was that's the head scratcher. Mm. Um, do you want the bombshell? Yes, please. Um, this is another one. Well, I mean, it is a bombshell because it's health star related. We're back in Australia now. Okay. and But... This is so common. It's just getting to the point where we're like, what do we even call these bombshells? Mm. Yet again, okay, this is from Dylan. He goes, look, I'm just going to keep the conspiracy going here. Same product, same day. Look at the health stars, okay? 
So we are looking. So for here. new listeners, welcome by all means. And welcome. But, okay, uh, we should encourage everyone this. to go from from episode one. Um, but we have been finding a conspiracy with Health Star rating, which is that bit of nutritional information you see on the packaging of any product in a supermarket. They don't seem to add up. Sometimes ice creams five stars. Sometimes a nut is one, and you don't. Well, know the what's most going the on. thing that the thing that I went through a period of doing a lot of air fryer chips, and when I noticed exactly the same pub style chips. 4% straight cut. Sorry, 4 health stars straight cut hmm. and 4.5 for crinkle. Crinkle made it healthier. <laughs> That's when <laughs> I began to say yep. something's not right here. Yep. Some some there is a bit of, you know, these are these are the cases coming across the desk on a Friday afternoon where everyone's rushing out and just going, look, fours, fours and a half, whatever. That's all we got left. Yep. Here's the one that uh, Dylan sent in. Bickford's pomegranate juice. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same one liter bottle. 100% juice is its claim on the front with no added sugar. On the bottle on the left, five stars. Mm-hmm. The bottle on the right, 1.5. Hang on. Are they the same bottle? Exactly the same bottle. And It is on the shelf. On Look the shelf. It's on the shelf. This is the bit where it's like, it is a bombshell, but this ha- we've had so many of mm. these come in where they're just the same product next to each other on the shelf with but- a discrepancy. I, have we had it? Like, the we, same, we didn't have one I, so big. I don't think we've had one on the, as big a discrepancy. Oh, Maybe I'm just getting too used to this. Like I'm a grizzled 30-year cop veteran who's just seen <laughs> You've it all. seen it all. This is a bombshell. No, I think this is a bombshell because... You'd love to get Sandra on to go, well, explain this. Yes. How, these, these, there goes your category argument because you got a three-and-a-half-star swing, five stars on one side, one-and-a-half on the other side. It's getting to the stage where it's like you never know what you're going to get. It's like it's... No. It's I a few nights or a few weeks ago, um, you know, my little boy wanted to look at the Southern Cross. And I said, look, you know, we'll go outside. We'll take the binoculars. But um, you don't know. could be cloudy. Could, you could get five stars yeah. in the Southern Cross. You <laughs> could get one and a half. That's what it's become like with this. You, it's mm. a cloudy sky. You just don't know what you're going to get. Stargazing with a cloudy sky what's these little, days in the supermarket. What's our little test? You had a fun little test or something at the end? Okay. Moving on to the fun test. <laughs> Jack, do, do the sting. Do the sting. Andy. Spelling test, oh, right? No, I'm not very good at spelling. No, this is okay. It's not. It, I just want you to go for it, right? Can you spell Maltesers for me? Go. Oh, M-A-L-T-E-A-S-E-R-S. I would agree. I would agree. You would agree, Jay? Yep. So M-A-L-T-E-A-S-E-R-S. Yes. Can I blow your friggin' mind? <laughs> It's M A L T E S E R S. There's no, no. E's. Oh. Yes. Ma- Radio Mike wins. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have a look at the internet. I this is this is brought in by Hamish Blake to the show. I noticed it on the pack that I just stood there in the kitchen it holding is. the bag. Holding the bag going. That's not They're not Maltesers anyone. at all. They're Maltesers. <laughs> They're Maltesers. Are they meant to be Maltesers? I'm pretty sure they are. I think on, some of their advertisements surely, talk surely about Surely on the TV ad they would say Malteser. Well, have you ever come into a situation where someone's corrected you on it? Like when you go no, to the movies no. and you go, box of Maltesers. No one's ever gone, Maltesers, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, do you mean Maltesers? <laughs> <laughs> and then as you say to the attendant, Sorry, um, did I just see your hands in the till? No, no, popcorn, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> they need to change it. That... How is. long has it... it do, you know, do you know what it felt like? I felt like that first time you see the clip with everyone passing the basketball to each other and you go, yeah, what's the big deal? And I go, did you see the gorilla? And you're like, yes. wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I haven't seen that clip. So. Yeah, you, you but, would have. It's like the oldest 
like one of the original viral videos. Right. Where okay. all these people are passing basketball to each other and a gorilla walks through the crowd, but you're watching the basketball, so you, okay. know, you don't notice the guy in a gorilla costume. All right, bad analogy. No, but... no, 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 Jack got it. Beard boys, beard boys, no. How long have they been wrong? Ever. I sp- Ever. 1936. Isn't that huge? Do you reckon they spelt teasers differently back then, 100 mm, years ago? Probably I don't think not. so. Just you mean like it, like in the oldie schools, if a bit of good, good, good-hearted tezzing <laughs> strengthens the spirit. That's great. Huh? Thank uh, you, guys. Thank <laughs> you. I think the general report there for food news was interesting, yeah. um, bombshell. Yeah, but yeah. I think the Maltesers stuff. Yeah, that's big. That's reason to keep it around as a segment. Keep that sting handy, Jack. <laughs> Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Hold up. 